0: Welcome to Prime Seasoned Wisdom Podcast, where candid conversations are happening with savvy leaders that are willing to cascade from their experience while revealing the nitty-gritty part of business and management. We slice and dice here the challenges and secrets to long-term success in various careers, roles, jobs, and industries by deep diving into the essentials and the not so rosy bits of each career and industry. I'm your host, Dottie Stend, a seasoned management consultant and interim GM with vast experience in helping global businesses get from point A to point B, where they actually want to be, by smooth sailing between the unplanned, unexpected or unwanted events. Let's see what you think of today's episode. Today's episode is a dry version, which means that you'll be joining me, your host, in a reflective journey through the nuances of entrepreneurship, decision-making, management techniques, business complexities, resilience, and the art of leadership. Let us deep dive into the intersection of timeless wisdom that was gathered from practical experience and contemporary business challenges. Let's explore together. Hello, folks. Welcome to today's episode where we're going to be talking about some of the common habits, the common actions, the common thing that entrepreneurs that have failed within the first year and a half of starting their business have actually experienced. And we're talking here of me looking into 40 different businesses from a mechanic shop to a fast food, to private education, to constructions business, to catering and transportation. So very vast. You could see different industries over here. You can see a different products over here. You can see different t-shirt sizes of those businesses. And I came to identify six common patterns or habits that have led to the failure of these businesses. Let's deep dive into them. Let's see how we can avoid them and let's see how they manifest or which are the red flags that we see on the path of these habits and patterns manifesting and perhaps try to mitigate them or completely remove them if we are lucky. So number one was the shock and discrepancy uh, between their enthusiasm and reality. What they have envisioned that it takes to actually run and start a business and what actually was supposed to happen in reality, right? So it was my conclusion that they only had a lust to do business because it looked good, it sounded good, it was very cool going at the cafe and saying, Oh, you guys work, but I have my business. I mean, you know, I I have a catering business. I have a transportation business. I have an education business. I, I have my, you know, own repair shop business. I, I, you know, I import from China and sell in, 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 in Europe, the kind of business I have, uh, I, I have two or three e-commerce shops. So I'm pretty cool, right? I mean, I do business because I'm pretty cool, okay? Well, guess what? That lust didn't take them very long because They were completely beaten to the ground by the discipline it actually takes to run a business, to be there for a business, to grow a business, to represent a business, to actually scale a business. They were completely shocked with how much discipline, time management skills, and effectiveness and efficiency it actually takes with your time, input, resources, whatever you have, to actually run and scale a business. Whatever seemed cool as an idea can only be looked at as the sugar effect, right? It will give you a boost for a momentum over there, but you will need to make a lot of efforts outside that sugar intake to actually keep that dopamine and those happy feelings uh, and satisfaction feelings and self-actualization feelings keep on coming. So. I would advise entrepreneurs to do businesses that are representative of them. Perhaps some of them come natural, like you've been a chef your entire life, you like cooking, you would like to do this to continue as a vocation, but maybe you would like to tailor it in your own way or personalize it, or maybe add some additional value, like some new dishes or a new quality. But what I'm trying to say, if you don't resonate with the core of that business, don't just do it because it's cool. Because in business you need passion and do not confuse passion with lust because lust will only get you so far, will give you a certain satisfaction, but will get you lost once you get into the core ground of that business and the challenges keep coming. So you need to have a passion That needs to be your mission. You need to be certain that you want to do that. And one good way, one good way to actually test this. And I invite everyone to do this test. I'm a bit confused. I don't know if I have a passion or if I have a lust or if I just want to start a business idea that it's cool. Okay, and I invite you to take a test and the test goes like this. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, would you drop your job and the comfort that you have today for something that gives you the satisfaction in what you do tomorrow but cannot provide you with the same comfort from the beginning and there's no min and max so you have a salary right that's a minimum you can't go under that whatever you do you go to work you get a salary you have a a certain comfort over there and whether you like it or not some things you're still gonna have you know uh, a salary at the end of the month but you see with a business it's not the same and it's gonna be hard it's gonna be challenging you might get lucky you might get unlucky you're gonna do mistakes I can guarantee you're gonna do mistakes I mean I do mistakes everybody does mistakes it's actually you know, mistakes are, st- are starting to become a default. It's it's repeating those mistakes that tends to be extremely costly, okay? Now, if you actually can do that and fuel your life with meaning from doing a business that cannot provide you with the same comfort as the current job or current income level or income streams that you have right now, then maybe you should try it. But don't try it because it's cool, Don't try it because other says it's cool. Don't try to just look good for your wife or for your husband, okay? Try it for yourself. Do it for yourself and be 100% responsible for the risk that you're taking. Always keep in mind that things can go south. Number two, I was shocked to see that they speak a lot about money, a lot about capital, They speak a lot about, you know, what I would do if I had that money. Wouldn't it be cool to have that money? Wouldn't it be nice to access those funds? And I said, okay, fine, you you know, you're a startup, I can get you that kind of money. What would you do with it? So I took my notebook and I was expecting, you know, 40 of them to actually tell me uh, so I can have a one pager from each and, and, and look at the common threads, what they would do with that money and you know draw five or six conclusions and share it with you guys but surprise surprise the common answer was I'll see what I'm gonna do with the money when I'll have it but that's just not how life works you need to have a plan even for the money that you don't have so that when you'll have it you know exactly what to do with it and that sends me back to number one what is your core what is your mission what is your vision with that kind of company regardless if it's a startup or a small shop whatever it is you need to know exactly what to do with the money even if you don't have them if you don't know that you don't you're an uncharted territory you don't know where you're going that ship will go wherever the wind will take it so it's a pretty dangerous situation in which to be and guess what there can be a lot of icebergs on these uh, seas and oceans you're navigating if you don't have a direction number three was they confused business cost or cost of doing business with personal cost or cost of living as a business owner i was surprised to see how suffocated those businesses gradually became as a result of the owners starting to add up as a significant cost on the balance sheet you would see them dining at restaurants they weren't dining before and they shouldn't be dining. Okay, you can go that as an occasion, but if you build that two, two times or three times a week, it's, it's, it's gonna hurt your budget. You would see them going on holidays they could not afford. You would see them buy cars which did not justify the purpose of that business, was not helping the business, was actually just offering them a perk. That's all. It slowly started suffocating the business, killing the cash flow and the liquidity, and they no longer had flexibility. So that is when we go to number four and we start realizing that they became greedy and they said, listen, I'm not going to cut on my comfort. I deserve this. I deserve this. I'm special. I've built this business. I've sacrificed all these years. I deserve it. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take from others. I can't take, I can't lower my standards, I can't lower my comfort, i work worked so hard for it. Or that we have to find other ways to cut from this. I'm not saying it's bad guys to satisfy your perks or wishes or desires over there, but don't just kill the business to do it because you're gonna have those for six months, nine months, one year, and then no one will remember them and your business will be closed and maybe you won't be able to start a new business, okay? What they started to do, they became greedy and they started looking for other ways to milk additional profits and guess what in the restaurant business for example guys if you do this people will feel that it's not the same ingredients although you're packaging something nicely it's not the quality that you promised in your advertising and they will know exactly their tongue will tell them exactly if money for value that's a fair balance and if not they will walk with their feet and you would feel very well in your kitchen in your office over there and say yeah man and I pulled it off. I mean I managed to build and, and manufacture and cook a dish, a product, whatever it is, with one-fourth or one-fifth of its cost and, and sell it at an overprice and people are eating it and enjoying it and, and no one says anything. So You know, I got it. I got it. I managed to actually get more inflows over there so I can afford a nicer vacation. uh, I don't know, yacht, a car, whatever it is, nice branded clothes and whatever it is out there. But you're sitting on a landmine over there when you start experiencing this feeling. I would kill it as soon as possible. I would get back to the original recipe. I would find other Products which maybe I can cross-sell, find new new ways of of inflows, but I would definitely not change something that is my signature and my business card just for the sake of milking more um, profits. Okay. number five would be that they started leaving money on the table because they were feeling that they have a certain status right so i'm I'm not no longer doing those kind of works because they no longer suit me just call me when you have a serious problem or a serious construction to be done or a serious load to be transported or a 20 kids to be uh, enrolled and start a group of courses or uh, call me when you have a festival organized so I can come with my uh, fast food caravan. I was like, okay, I think it's okay to be picky and leave some of the things behind, uh, you know, that are no longer representative of the mission and vision you're going and Maybe you use them as just as a foundation to bring in some inflows so you can grow and and develop. But if you start becoming too lazy, too comfy, and not seeing the opportunities around you, you might lose in the long run. Just every day business is open. Every day there's someone more motivated than you, more hungry than you to actually make it. So the moment that you're standing still, you're actually falling behind. Just be aware of this. And next time you think of refusing something, even if you're subcontracting, you might, it might be smart to take that because we've been in several situations with working with construction companies in which we've we taken a project we, which, which was really small and then the owner found some additional finance and they talked to the architect and they said, listen, I'm gonna do the second floor also, I'm gonna do the roof also. And you know, it, it ended up from a 5K Um, a project to a 25K project overnight, but this is because we took that opportunity, we built the trust and we delivered as promised. I think we should not be lazy to keep an eye out for uh, opportunities over there. Number six was they've reached the ceiling. They've reached the last floor in terms of know-how And unfortunately, they got really burned by working with the thousands of consultants that are out there and they're copy-pasting information and, and translating information from books. And they have never managed anything uh, as an investment or their side and haven't gone through the startup journey, but they have nice suits, they have nice websites, they talk to you nicely, they empower you, they give you the pep top, but guess guess what? That's just like candy. It's going to fade away once reality hits you in the face. So, guys, my advice for you is to have a Teflon protection against consultants that actually sound very well in theory but when you ask them how to put that in practice they're gonna give you two or three quotes or titles or uh, directives or a book just ask them what was the biggest investment that you have managed and second question is out of that investment you've managed which was your money or how much was your money or which are your personal investment see how they manage those see how they grew those see how they're doing with those and then consider their business card so there you have it guys this is the top six patterns problems challenges minuses that i've seen these 40 business entrepreneurs had in common and why they had to close their business in less than two years from starting although they were so promising at the beginning i hope this episode helps you open your eyes or open the eyes of your friends or acquaintances, whoever you see in a similar situation, pull them aside and and tell them, listen to this. And you should stop what you're doing and pivot, rethink, pivot, redirect some of your thoughts and, and energies so that you can save, continue and grow with this business. Thank you.